Welcome back to the Cattle Menu Podcast. I'm Caroline Rose, the founder and CEO of K Rose Company and Cattle Menu. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I'm excited to bring you these conversations each week filled with relatable advice and techniques you can take back to your operation. It's my mission to make sure that we can ranch in the next generation. Make sure and subscribe where you're listening so you never miss a new episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Cattle Menu Podcast. I am so excited to have Callie with us today. Callie attended ranch camp in summer of 2023, but I really admire what she is doing on social media and just the role she plays in her operation. And so I was really excited to invite her to come on the podcast. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Why don't you just dive a little bit into your background and how you are involved in agriculture? All right. So I have been in agriculture my entire life. I started out as a baby and 31 years later, here I am. We, when I was little, our operation was a lot smaller. Um, And then as me and my brother got older, and I think we were able to help more, um, it kind of started growing and then it just kind of just kept on (laughs) it's just been just kind of where it's at I've just always been in it describe your current operation a little bit what do you guys do you're in Oklahoma and so what is kind of your main operation look like there so our main operation is we run stalkers we have cow calf we do like the farming side we do wheat cotton We'll do some others here and there, like hay grazer um, was a big one this year, especially with all of the random rain that we got. And then we do a lot of, well, not a lot. This year, we're not doing as much as Milo. Everybody in my family is like allergic. (laughs) So every time that we go to um, cut it or anything, we're all just completely swollen. Super fun. (laughs) What is your current role on the operation? And I know we talked a little bit about this at Ranch Camp, but you are a mother and a wife, a sister and a daughter, and you have all of these hats, which I think we see ranch women, women in agriculture wear all the time. And you have talked a lot about kind of how your role has evolved and changed. And so tell me a little bit what it looks like now and kind of what direction it's headed in. So right now, I work alongside my dad and my brother. My biggest part of the operation is cattle. That's where my love is. I don't know why. Apparently, my stress level loves that. (laughs) But my big thing is working with the cattle. I make sure we, you know, I get the ones in that are sick and I do all that good stuff, sort, you name it. I do it and I get to do that alongside with my, mostly my dad. And then my brother also comes in every now and then, but it's, it's always something. (laughs) So the animal health piece is what you really enjoy. And that's really interesting because one of the things my brother Jacob talks a lot about is that he thinks his wife and women have this intuition about animal health. And he is actually a huge 
proponent, um, fan of women like calving, women checking health, just because he feels like it's something that they do really well that comes really naturally to them. Would you agree? Do you feel like it's an area that is easier for you just because you can kind of assess and look at the animals and things like that? Yes and no. Yes, whenever it comes to like, it's weird, but like whenever it comes to calves that are just born or you, I don't know if it's like that motherly instinct or what, but you can just tell when something's not right. And I can spot that. My mom can spot it before my brother or my dad ever will. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's just that woman intuition thing that God gave us. And it, it really does make a big difference. I notice it more in the babies. The older they get, you know, like they like to hide their, their sickness. They like to, you know, shy away. So it does get a little more tricky. But it does help, I think. Just kind of knowing, knowing certain signs. And sometimes it, it sounds bad, but we always compare like sickness to like whenever one of us is sick, we compare it to like a calf. Well, this calf, like this is what happened. I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're not animals, but I get your point. <laughs> so it's just kind of, I do think it all ties together in the end somehow. It's interesting that comparison to humans. Um, <laughs> we used to go to church with a vet and we went to the small little Lutheran church in Three Forks, Montana. And they were about to have their second baby. And the oldest girl, the dad said, okay, you know, we have to go to the hospital. It's time for your sister to be born. And she looked at him and said, do I need to bring the chains? And it, <laughs> it just makes me realize, like, one, we compare a lot of animal health to, you know, humans. And especially, like, prematurity and things like that and lung development, I always just immediately think of babies and say, like, what do we mm -hmm. know about babies that we can then apply to cattle? But I do think you're right. Like the younger calves, there is just almost this like calmness and quietness in order to really get them to tell you what they need to tell you and what's wrong. And I love that you've kind of found your sweet spot there. Now, one of the interesting things about you is your husband does not work on your operation. Correct. So he does not. It is a very different situation compared to most. Basically, he married into the farming and ranching life and he does his own thing, which is in like mechanics and truck repair and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm over here covered in poop. <laughs> And the dirt, and he's covered over here in grease and all that kind of stuff. So it's been, it's been a very interesting ride, but it's been fun. I think the fact that you guys both know that you on the operation, him at his job is the best for your family, really gives you kind of a leg up. And so I love that. I think that's really mm -hmm. powerful. I will say it took a very long time to get there, but once we both realized, like okay, this is our passions and they're going to be different. It made things a lot easier going forward. How do you juggle responsibilities in the house with responsibilities outside? Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of prayers that go up. <laughs> I So I wake up and I'm one that 
I need to clean before. So I get kids ready, get them ready for school. And then while they're at school, I go to the farm, do my work. And then whenever it's time to pick them up, go pick them up and then they'll go back with me or depending on the day, then we'll just come back to the house. And then I always have things here. We have cattle here too. So uh, there's always, always something to do. There's never a dull moment ever. <laughs> yeah, that's a true statement, right? Especially with kids. I mean. Oh my gosh, yes. And how old are your kids? I have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old. And they are very, very active on the farm. Very. And it is very fun. It's it's interesting to watch how much they've changed. Because when they were younger, I was scared to take them out there. Like as a mom, you have like your head goes to the worst possible, you know, scenario. And as they've gotten older and I let them go and I'm just, be safe. Like, oh, you're in God's hands. Please be safe. (laughs) I've watched them grow into these two individuals that are, I, I can't explain it. It's just, it's been really neat to watch how much it's changed the way that they look at things, especially when it comes to like school, you wouldn't really think that that would have a lot to do with it. But in today's society, them knowing like where their food comes from, how it gets there, like start to finish, even my daughter who's six, like she knows all of this. And so whenever she hears something, she'll be like, no, 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 no. (laughs) But it's been it's been really fun to watch. It's a really big blessing to be able to take them with me. Are you wanting to start a cattle operation or learn new hands-on skills? Our team knows it's hard to find resources when it comes to learning how to vein cattle or how to brand or even what you need in your vet kit. If you're wanting to learn those skills and more, you won't want to miss this year's Profit Finder. With access to over 25 videos and resources, you can learn hands-on skills from the comfort of your own operation. We created this toolbox for any cattle producer just starting out. We went back to the basics and explained everything from the ground up. You can join the waitlist today and learn more at cattlemenulive.com backslash profit finder. I think the other thing too is it gives having children around gives a spark to the operation to kind of get through the challenging days because it's like, Hey, look, these kids are watching us. These kids, we Mm -hmm. want them to be involved. Like we got to get through this bad day because this operation in, you know, in the ideal world, that's the next generation. And so it's going to be 15, 20 years before they can take over. 40 years before they're in their prime, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it kind of gives this encouragement, like, hey, let's get through this rough day. Yes, it does. And it does help, especially days where we're working cattle and cattle have that mind (laughs) those certain days and the kids are around and everybody's on edge. It just, it helps kind of put you back into reality of, okay, there's little eyes watching. You can't act that way or you can't, you need to make sure, you know, that it's footsteps that you want them to follow in and not the opposite. So it's really nice to have them around. It can be hard 
but I think that that is the biggest blessing too, is it's so worth it to have them around and knowing that they're going to grow up and know where it comes from. They're going to know all of the different pieces. It's really neat to watch. And I'm very glad that they are there sometimes, but sometimes <laughs> tempers can get raised <laughs> and they help to calm that down. That makes you human. No worries about yep. that. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about ranch camp. So you came to Montana to participate mm -hmm. in ranch camp. And now you've been back home on the operation for a couple months after ranch camp. And is there anything that you learned or you tried at ranch camp that you have been able to implement or kind of tweak at your operation? There has been a lot, especially whenever it came to just being able to not second guess yourself. I got the confidence whenever I was at ranch camp to just go for it. And then as far as like techniques and stuff, I have used, I've veined cattle a lot now. That's really fun. <laughs> I've given um, IVs. I've done all kinds of things that I learned at ranch camp that I hadn't been able to do before. The branding, that is something that I absolutely love doing that I got to really work on whenever I was up there and kind of tweak everything to where I can do it and, and know for a fact that I'm doing it the right way and not have like that eat, 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 like <laughs> that second, third, fourth guess. And then, and then just now I can just do it and it's fine. The veining cattle. I think that has been everyone's favorite part from the first mm -hmm. ranch camp and the second ranch camp it seems like a skill that was almost like locked away for vets and yes. everyone has really loved learning that skill and i love that you've implemented it giving ivs and just mm -hmm. knowing how to do that it's just incredible it is one of my favorite things that i've learned because there for so long it almost felt like you couldn't do it you had like you weren't allowed it wasn't like a thing and where i am that's not common. <laughs> Most people take your cattle to the vet and being able to do it wherever I am is so, so convenient. Yeah, that's really cool to hear because it is a skill that, well, one thing I think happens on operations and I see this with kids. And so it's almost like we do things every single day and we forget how cool or how valuable or what it looks like from the outside. And that's one of the things I think about veining cattle is it's one of those things that you have to try it a couple times. You have to make a couple mistakes. You got to move that vein around a couple times and get it just right. But when you do it, it's such a valuable piece of an operation that it's almost like mm -hmm. we didn't know that until you had that skill. And I notice that a lot with even with kids around, it's almost like they think everything is that cool. And mm -hmm. I forget to explain a lot of times like, oh, okay, this is why we're doing it. And this is how you do it and mm -hmm. all of that. And that's one of the things, one of the pieces of feedback that I've heard from Ranch Camp is almost like we got that who, what, when, where, why on all of these different things that then we can kind of pick and choose what fits best and what works well in our operation. Exactly. Exactly. One of the my things kids, you, oh, you're fine. No, you're my fine. kids love, they've seen me do work 
and do that a couple times and they have all kinds of questions and then they can get hands on, you know, and it's something that I think is important. I think it's something that should be spread to everybody because it's something that can change so much. And it's, I don't know, I think it's just one of those things that everybody who has cattle should know like they they should be able to learn about it and do a hands-on experience if they want to and it not just be you know you have to have this college degree and all that good stuff so tell me about the first time when you went home from ranch camp and you did that in front of your dad or your brother or however that went what did that conversation kind of look like well, <laughs> um, my dad, I told him I was going to go do it because we had one that was, it really needed some help. And his reaction was, huh. And he got on the four-wheeler and watched from a distance. And then he, because it was just, nobody's ever done that. No, he's he's never seen that done in a field. Like, where was from Oklahoma? That's not common. And so... um he looked, he was on a four-wheeler and I could see him like a ways away and like he'd drive a little bit and then he'd peek and then he'd drive a little bit and then he'd peek around. And I'm not going to lie. I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, I am going to mess this up. He is going to think I know nothing. <laughs> like I just, but once you do it a couple times, you get the feel for it. You get, I don't, it's just like riding a bike. You just, once you do it, you just know how to do it. It's just one of those things. And now he's just like, oh, okay, Callie's over there doing that. I think it's not a big deal. But the first time, it was very like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I think I it think, was a shock. And I, that is so cool because what it does is it gives you skills on the operation that other people don't have, which allows mm -hmm. you to fit into your role even better into the role that mm -hmm. you want to create. Cause you learned a ton of things at ranch camp, but it's what you took home that kind of makes it uniquely you. And I love the fact that you can do something that your dad doesn't do. I think that is so empowering. And I think it's so cool too, to also say like, Hey dad, I'm invested. Like I want to make us better and expand our skills. Like, I don't just want to be, I always tease my dad, like the apple didn't fall from the tree, but you know, I don't want to just be like the apple that fell right underneath the tree. Like in order for us to be profitable and successful, we have to expand. We have to do some new things. Like here's my role. Here's how I'm going to contribute. Here's how I'm going to increase our knowledge. Mm -hmm. I have definitely noticed myself. So before ranch camp, I, I had a place but I didn't have the voice after ranch camp. I knew my place, but then I got a voice and I, the same thing, like I want to grow and expand and all of these different things that I've always held back on. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything, but now I have the confidence to be like, Hey, I feel like we, that we need to try this or what if we did this or maybe we need to change this into this and just different things like that, that, have made an impact. And I think it caught my dad by surprise. I think he's like, what? <laughs> but um, I'm full of ideas and now I'm not afraid to tell. I mean, you have to just say it sometimes. 
went to Montana and came back a new human. For real, yeah. One Do not thing, regret it at all. Well, we're so glad you came. You were such a great addition. <laughs> we talk about you all the time here at the K-Rose team. Oh, so we loved having you. Are you trying to find the right planner to start the new year with? Look no further. We've created the Cattle Menu Planner for ranch wives, mothers, and daughters who are looking for the perfect place to capture all of their thoughts throughout the year. Our planner is the perfect guide to help you get your operation started. In the Cattle Menu Planner Paving Your Path, you will create the foundation for your operation, set goals, and learn how to implement them. We've included our customer favorite blank calendar pages so you can start when you're ready. Grab yours today at cattlemealive.com backslash planner. And one of the things that I think you do really well is share on social media. And you are in a segment of the industry that is teeny. I mean, mm-hmm. when we look at all segments, they're all kind of small, right? There's 2%, we say 2% of people are in feeding the world. But the stalker piece that you guys are in is even smaller than the other segments. And there mm-hmm. is not a lot of people telling that story. And so you've really started to share some things on social media. Talk a little bit about why you decided to start sharing and maybe some of the things that you've learned or some of the best pieces about sharing. I decided to start sharing because I just, nobody knows about it. So in my part of the world, that's all there is. Like we, it's a stalker world out here. And then you go outside of that and it's cow-calf. And I started meeting these people. They were like, wait, 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 what do you mean stalker? And so I would explain it. And then I was like, maybe, maybe I just need to start sharing a little bit about it here and there. And that's just kind of where it started. And I, I just kind of kept going with it. And I've had a lot of people that have learned so much about it who had no idea even how to distinguish like a cow from a bull. Like, no idea. They just thought they were all the same. <laughs> and so getting to kind of like explain like, okay, so this is what this is. And this is what this is. And this is fun. And I like being able to educate especially women. I feel like it's kind of a man's world still. Um, And I also feel like there's a lot of women out there who do the roles that I do and are hands-on and in the poop and in the dirt and in all of the stuff. And they don't really have, they're behind scenes. And I kind of wanted to um, just show that we're here, like we're out here doing the work too. Um, we know what we're doing. We're invested. So um, it's been fun. Yeah, I think the stalker world, I mean, whenever I'm talking about the beef cycle to people, it's like, okay, so they're raised on, you know, mother cows and then they get weaned and they, I always include, they can either go to a stalker, a backgrounder or a feedlot. Because I think mm-hmm. those pieces of the industry get left out just because Mm -hmm. it's not as big of a segment. But I think you telling your story and sharing about what happens, one, it shows people that not all cattle go from the cow-calf side straight to the feedlot, which I think is a story the consumer likes to know. 
Yeah, I definitely have noticed um, most people don't realize that there's an in-between. They just think they drop to the ground and then and you have them the whole time and then they go to the feedlot. And I think it's fun to kind of explain that in-between story to people and show them the different steps that there are and the different routes that you can take. It's not just a point A to point B. There's all kinds of things in between. Absolutely. And it is such a cool story and you do a great job. Talk to me a little bit about what you guys have going on this time of year on the operation. What does fall look like for you guys? So for us right now, we get in a lot of cattle. Uh, We get in a lot of stalkers. We get in a lot of really just everything. We get heifers, but we'll get those in. They all get vaccinated. They all get moved around so we have like different areas uh, we have like the starting lot because you don't want to stick a bunch of heifers or whatever that have never been around a fence or have been you know around a bunch of anything other than West Oklahoma <laughs> trees we don't have trees so we put them in lots and then from there we we gradually get them out to where we can put them out on pasture we move a lot depending on the moisture that we get, what fields look like, hay, just different things. Every year is obviously going to be different. Uh, this year, since we had all of that random rain at the beginning of the year, uh, we have a lot of hay. So we'll be able to um, get more in and be able to feed them through winter and not have to worry about rationing as much as previous years. Yeah, that rain is such a blessing. So it sounds like it you guys have really a, a busy fall, which it's very similar to our, you know, busyness. Right now you start to buy cattle and some of them we send to stalkers like you guys. Some go to California on grass, some go to the feedlot. And so lots of different exactly. options for the next stage in cattle production. Yes, lots of options. Great. Let's go to the rapid fire questions. Great. So these are supposed to be fun. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite cut of steak and how do you like it? Mm, I love, you know what? I love all steak. I don't know if there's a steak I don't like, but it has to be medium. If it is any type of rare, absolutely not. No, that is no. <laughs> it has to be medium. But it can't be like too done either. It has to be real picky about that. So as long as it's medium, you'll eat it. Yes. It it cannot look like it just came off of the animal. That is just, oh, I can't do it. (laughs) I understand. Um, Okay. What is an ag industry topic that you think needs talked about more often? I'm going to kind of say the fertilizing situation or how we um, get crops ready. That I feel like is a very large topic that isn't fully understood. And so I think there's a lot of negative views on it, but they don't realize how far we've come and what we're doing to better that. Absolutely. What technologies out there? Exactly. Um, Okay, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Keep going. Simple words, but you just keep going. You have to. When it gets really hard, whenever you think 
that you are at your wits end. You keep going, take a couple more steps, and eventually you'll see the light at the end of the tunnel and you can breathe again. But it's definitely, definitely keep going. I think that that can kind of go for just about anything <laughs> in life in general. It reminds me of those graphics. I don't know if you'd call it graphics, but almost cartoons you've seen where the person's really close to the gold and they're giving up. Like they're mm-hmm. two days away from hitting the gold and they've been, you know, you can tell how far they've come and they turn around. It's like they just couldn't go anymore. And if they only mm-hmm. realized that that break, that that prize, that that sale, whatever they're waiting for, whatever they're working mm-hmm. for is just right there. Right. Yep. Exactly what that is like. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Kind of a fun one. What is your dream non-career job? So if money wasn't an object, what would you do? (laughs) I would have probably more cattle than I could handle for sure. I would grow in all directions. If I didn't have to worry about any of it, I would make sure I grew every which way possible. I call myself a forever learner because that is something that I do. I learn. And so I think I would take all of those little things that I learned and I would just kind of put them on the map and like, this is where we're going. Have fun. Here we go. We're going to try this and we're going to own a bunch of cows. Yep. Here we go. Hold on. It's going to be a fun ride. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I can't complain about that. I think that would be a dream job. Just what do they say? Just own all the cows you can see. So and in yep. Oklahoma, Maybe. you can see a long ways. <laughs> you really can. It's, it's sometimes, it's kind of sad. You're just like, wow, <laughs> where's the green? Especially after but, coming to Montana. And you came at the prime time where it was green, beautiful. It did rain mm-hmm. on us quite a bit. But other than that, oh, it was so the, nice. the best time to visit. And as I was flying back, it went from green, it was so pretty, and then it like it just hit and it was just brown. <laughs> like, we're home. We're yep. back. It's dry, it's hot, <laughs> awful. Maybe welcome I'll go to back Oklahoma. <laughs> exactly. It's, well you're it's welcome anytime. We loved having you well, on Range thank Camp. You. You're a great <laughs> asset to the industry and I love the fact that you were able to gain some confidence and try some new things and really Um, play the role that you wanted to play. So thanks so much for joining me today. We'll put all your social media and everything in the show notes um, so everyone can follow up. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks again for listening to the Cattle Menu Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. We are thankful to have you in your community. Like always, remember the grass is greener where you water it.